search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Welcome, Summoners of the Rift, League of Legends enthusiasts, to episode number 83 of the Broken by Concept podcast. This is the season 12 guide. This is what everyone's been waiting for. We literally took a week off just to prepare for this episode. Yeah, that's the reason. That's, that's the reason it wasn't because Curtis got the COVID sickness. We do this every year, Curtis, right? Okay. And you know, saying that we've only done it for a year, right? So this yep. is our this second, is our second year running. Uh, you know, our last one, I revisited it and we, we didn't really talk about much. I think we, a lot of our philosophies have really uh, solidified a bit more our understanding, our coaching style. Yep. You know, we have a lot of experience since this time last year, you know. I mean, you sort of just started MLA this time last year. Yep. So we're going to cover a lot of topics. So I sort of give you guys sort of a bit of a rundown. Obviously, there'll be timestamps in the YouTube. So the intention of this episode is maybe a refresher for some people that are both in the Salto and the MLA in terms of, you know, how to... It's going to do across the board, essentially, everything. Mindset, um, everything. So if you're looking to, to kind of get back into the swing of things, or maybe you come back from a break, or maybe, you, you know, you're starting again, you know, new season, you just want to make sure that you're ticking all the boxes, this is the video or the podcast, the episode for you. This is the episode. This is the ultimate season 12 guy, we'll call it. Well, this will be interesting because as well, like you said, we've evolved some of it, or like, I guess, modified some of our takes mm. on some of the older concepts. So this will be interesting. All right, so let's start off with, we talk a lot about zooming out, bigger picture, yeah. okay? Yeah. And I think the big picture is really important, thinking about the question, why are you playing league? Because guess what? When you get into the middle of the season, you've got a negative win rate, you're switching champions all the time, you hate the game, you're going to be questioning, why am I playing this game? Why did I spend six months trying to improve at a rank and I'm literally <clears throat> below where I was at the beginning of last, like last season? And I'm just struggling. Like, it's going to get you through the tough times. And then that's something you can even write down, I think. It's like, why are you playing this game in the first place? You know, if, if you actually don't know why, that's, this is a great time to actually think, you know. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I could have, instead of this, I could have been learning something else. You could else, just be or, playing because you're addicted. That's right. That's something like, really Or the league's important. an escape. You know, these are things that you want to get out of the way first and address them first before you get, like you said, halfway through the season where shit hits the fan. And that's the thing. It's going to hit the fan. Shit is going to hit the fan. It's and, inevitable. And what we, I guess the intention of this episode, again, is to build that foundation so then you're able to bounce back and you're able to still have this improvement mindset when shit hits the fan. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is going to be your guiding force. You know, at the end of the day, everyone plays league for a different reason. Some people, it's a competitive outlet. They just want to form it. Maybe they don't, they don't play a sport anymore like they used to when they, had, when they were younger. And they want a competitive outlet. Maybe they want to play in local t competitions and tournaments. Maybe they have work. I have people have work competitions, college competitions, high school, whatever it might be. Um, or maybe, you know, they want something just to pursue mastery. They want some, they like the pursuit of mastery. They love the, how complex league is and the pursuit of mastery. Some people hate being bad at something. So they'll like, I just want to be good at or this better thing. than their friends, better than their you know, friends. That's completely fine. Um, what's another one? Yeah, the one there. So maybe you you play solo queue because you want to get better for your clash team. Yeah. You, you know, yep. you want to play with your friends. Yep. Or maybe you have a certain goal. Even having a rank as a goal is fine. Yep, that's it. That could if be you, it. If you're just if you've set out, you set a mission. I really want to get master tier, or whatever. That is completely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's how you get to that. 
like the messaging around how you get that master tier rank is it needs to be you got to be very careful but to, to to say you know when we first played you want to get rank one you know we want to get rank one that that's there's nothing wrong with the that game, yeah you know um so yeah i think that's where you got to start with why the hell are you doing this because it's not easy it's an incredibly brutal game and you're going to get beat down so you know ha- have that little conversation with yourself now rather than later talking about now expectations mm. realistic expectations but also you know we want to you want to aim high you know like you don't want to be like let's say you know gold four i want to be gold three this season you know i think right. that i think yeah. we could set it a bit higher right so well like i view it in terms of like short term or like like a like a, a goal that you genuinely believe is doable and then there's like a north star like something that is like inspires you in the long run i kind mm. of view it in two aspects um, but I think this ties into one of the key things I wanted to talk about on, on this episode, which was belief and believing that you can do something. And I, I recently released a video on my Midland Academy talking about this, and I will do a YouTube video on this because I think it's that important. So where this all started, Nathan, was I followed this fitness YouTuber and there was two things that came together that made me this click. Uh, a fitness YouTuber I watch, he lifts like, he's like a powerlifter and he does very, really heavy weights. And he made this video talking about like his mindset, like how he approaches lifting, like setting new PRs and like mm-hmm. lifting really heavy mm-hmm. weights. And he, he, he sat down and he basically said like, you have to believe that you can lift this weight. Like if there's doubt in your mind that you can't lift this weight, you're not going to lift it. It's not going to be possible for you. And when you're overcoming, like doing something incredibly hard, whether it's lifting weights or, you know, or climbing a rank or overcoming any plateau in any endeavor, you have to deep down believe that you can do it. doesn't mean you're going to do it now on this one session in this one month, but at some point along the line, you can, you will get there eventually. And it tied in with another video that I got sent by Kozo in the MLA, uh, done by Tony Robbins. And I sent this to you about how he has like this model and it's like four squares. And on the top left, it goes, um, he talks about what your current beliefs are. So let's just say uh, an example. Let's say you're a, you're a uh, platinum four player and you've been platinum four for years. Like you've just been, haven't really tried that hard and your friends have all been platinum and you've just been plateauing a platinum for a while. Or maybe those bursts, you tried really hard, little bursts, but you know, you didn't really yeah, just- Yeah, maybe you've been tried and you still got stuck at plateau yep. or something like yep. that, right? And over time, your narrative internally is, you know, I just can't get diamond four. I'm not a diamond four player. Diamond four is impossible for me. You know, you've got to be talented. Whatever narratives exist, like getting diamond four is, it's it's out of your reach. But from a belief perspective, you can't even visualize yourself being, you can't even see that. If you try to visualize getting that diamond promotion, like you can't imagine that. And then, so what happens, this is going to, you go into a game, this is going to impact your actions in game. Like when you go into a tough game, you maybe get to your platinum one, you're in your plat, you're in plat one, you're versing some other diamonds on the other team, you you, you go on the OPGG, you're going to start shitting yourself. Like, oh my God, these are diamond players. I'm just not there. You know, I'm not a diamond player. I can't beat these guys. Like that's going to be the subconscious narrative. Then what's that going to do? That's going to impact your behavior, which is therefore going to impact your results. So you're just not going to play as well. And then it goes back to the beliefs again. And then then back to the beliefs again. That's further reiterating that you're not a diamond player. Mm. So that's where it all starts. If you believe that you can be or will be a diamond four player, if you follow like a certain process, you tick all the boxes, you get into the review. That's what this is all about. The BBC mantra. These are the actions. These are the actions. It's when you go into that game, that tough game where you got to win against some diamond players. It's not even about, oh my God, I can't beat these guys. Well, 
let's see what happens. Let's, let's have a crack. And like, I could be there. I might be there yet. I might not. And that's okay. That is a very, very different, I mean, it's going to impact your actions drastically. And I think this ties into, and I say this all the time in the MLA, I work with players, I've done heaps of reviews and they don't get results. Mm. And I think what it is, is that for some people, they just don't think There's they an can underlying, get yeah, the There's underlying, yeah. The underlying thing, belief. it's like we're building a house on sand. Mm. There's The foundation isn't there. I can go into the details as much as we want with you, but if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have a growth mindset and believe that you can do it, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. And so I feel like I waste my time sometimes. So it's like, you know, we're, it's not about the amount of reviews. It's not even about the details here. It's like, you gotta, you got to fix your mindset here. And that's where, you know, surrounding yourself with supportive people, um, you know, that's where pregame rituals come into play. That's where process comes into play. That's where, you know, just addressing your stage three issues and thinking like just your self-talk, positive affirmation, positive self-talk. Like, are you saying like, I'm just not a diamond player? all this sort of shit or are you telling yourself, you know, it's okay. I will get there. Just will take some time. You know, there's a lot of things there. So I think for people out there setting expectations, you know, you might not get there now or in the next six months, but you have to fundamentally believe that you can. That is very important. That's where it starts. I mean, if I, if I think about my most successful students, right? So like Ishan, he went from gold to master in a year. Like the conversation, everything. I mean, he. I mean, he was the opposite. He had an ego. He thought that master would be easy if he tried. And then right. he like was like, okay, I'm missing a lot of steps here. Right. But he always believed he could get there. Yeah. You know, we were going from diamond one to one point four k LP. Like his his intention was to be a pro player. And he visualized beating everyone. You know? Visualization is a very powerful tool. It's a very very powerful. And he tool. believed he could get there. I mean, especially you know as, as a young sort of player, right? You're like, well, what's next? What's possible? Even if you're delusional, like yeah. in, in a way, I mean, you got to be careful here. Mm. And, and and I am going to talk about this, and I don't think we touched on it here, but I think there is a line where you can be borderline delusional to your detriment in the sense that you're not in touch with reality. But I think we'll leave that for now. I think that's a subsection of people that I I, I don't think represents. The type of people we the majority, coach. Yep. Um, but but I will say that even if you have to brainwash yourself, even if it doesn't even make sense, you've never been remotely that high. Mm. Like brainwash yourself. Mm. You know, I'll get there. Okay, I will get there. Just that belief, that North Star. Some powerful shit. All right, so that's expectations. Now talking about Things that can go wrong. Pre- let's do a pre-mortem. Pre-mortem. Okay. So pre-mortem is where we go over everything that could possibly go wrong throughout a season. And and this is important because you need to start visualizing. I like to visualize. In. If this happens, how will I respond? Your response to certain things that will happen, lost streaks, um, switching champions all the time, maybe switching roles... You need to have like, this could happen. So you know how to respond to it because then you, once it happens, you're like, oh, okay, I've already thought about this. I love, I love the word you say that, the way you frame that it's, it's how you respond. There was a quote, I don't know, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something like your, the type of person you are or your, the, the type of person you become is how you respond to failures and successes. And I think throughout a season, it's not about. I view like there's all this noise. There's all this noise. And then there's like these moments of brilliance or moments where you're shining, you're growing. And then there's moments of failure. And these two big moments where you're killing it 
and the moments where you're failing, how you respond in both of those scenarios. Yeah, the winning dictate, is also very important. It's not just a failure, it's yep. when you're winning. Yep. How you respond in both of those situations will dictate your overall long-term success as a league player. Well, that's in any endeavor, really, but in league specifically, we're talking here. But um, when you're winning a lot and everything's going well, sunshine and rainbows, your champ pulls in the meta, you're feeling really high confidence, you know, you've hit, you know, maybe a few of your learning objectives really click together, your schedule in real life is killing it, you've got some, a lot of time, like your sleep, you're working out, everything's perfect. You know, how you respond to that, you, you, got, you can't just get sloppy with your process then. You can't now just keep playing extra games. You can't get sloppy on your learning objectives. You can't, you know, when, then inevitably at that point, talking about pre-mortem, you're going to hit a roadblock. And how are you going to respond to that roadblock? Um, so would you want to talk more about how you respond to winning first or how you respond to losing? All right, let's do, uh, let's do winning. And we'll okay. start off with the story of my start of my season. Okay. Right. Okay. So, uh, season started, um, I did have a mindset going into the season. I wanted to play when the season started. I, I thought I was in the race for rank one, right? I had a really good preseason. I got five accounts to master TR and I had a lot of confidence, right? Like, you know, I had like 67% win rate on Rek'Sai and Elise, you know, going into the preseason, right? So into the season. So day starts, our season start. O season starts at 4am on the Friday. Um, I was up at 4.30. I wasn't able to play for the first hour and a half because of certain uh, things outside of my control. And then uh, I started playing. I went seven through my placements. Uh, the first day I played 25 games. Okay. Um, a lot of people right now are listening. They're, sh- <laughs> they're shaking their heads right now. Okay. Uh, I think I ended, you know, I ended like day one, something like uh, 18 and, and oh, I was like 15 and seven or something. Right. Or 15. And like, I had a really, you know, I was, I had a confidence. I'm like, here we go, right? The next day again, bam, I hit Master Tier. I think I'm in like the top 15 people in the world to hit Master Tier. And I was ranked three at the time on Oceania, right? So I'm um, 24. So confidence is at an all-time all high. All high, right yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember, you remember you calling me up saying how the season's gone. I said, I'm just fucking killing it, dude. Yeah. My map winners, my decision-making, everything's yep. just beautiful, right? Um, so yeah, I had a lot of confidence. Yeah, and in those two days, I literally played like 40 games, right? 40, 50 games in, a, in the span of 48 hours. Yep which is unbelievable, right? Yep, you had 50 games in like two days, yeah. And like, so I believed to myself, I was like, okay, I'm, in, I'm actually in the race for rank one here, so I can't slow down. Otherwise, because there was other players like Wino and stuff, they were also playing 15 games, 20 games a day, like yep. 25 games a day and clear yep. and stuff. So I'm like, well, I got to compete. Like I want to, you know, be in the race here. Yeah. You know? I thought yeah. I was in contention. So this is all in your imagination. This is all just... Yeah, I, I seriously believed it. Like again, I, yep. I seriously believed. I'm like, I thought I was one of the best players on the server with the way I was playing. Okay. And I mean, look, the, the results were showing. I was yeah. 25 and and like and you know nine losses right yeah um and you know this is playing with like you know lots of challenger players yep. lots of stuff as well from the last season right so and then literally i i remember queuing up um and i played uh, a game and it was a hundred percent winnable and this is when the game i literally would have been ranked two the straight up like outright so at this point you're queuing up and you're thinking about playing for the win right? for the win the lp it's yeah, not like it. it's not because if i win self. this game i win this game i'm ranked two like during the game point. you're probably shitting yourself like i need to win this game like i can't mess up well like i also had that confidence right yeah, but then yeah. like I, I i i literally remember and i've done made this mistake so many fucking times on rexi you know, barred face checks, looks like he's being an idiot. Well, he is, but he can get away with barb yep, portal. Yep. He's super, he's like one shot. And then I alt after him as Rexai. He goes through the barb portal. Bam, I die. We lose our dragon soul, lose the game. Yep. And then that one situation, 
I lose a little bit, a little bit of confidence. Like fuck, because now, because the thing was, I was versing the rank one guy. So at that time, that yeah, game, so yeah. that game would have been a huge different swing because yep. I would have been even with rank one. Yep. Like I was at twenty LP, he was at eighty LP. If I won that, I'm at forty five, and he's down to you know fifty sixty. Yep. Right. So like, and then he just skyrocketed, and now he's at a hundred, and I'm on ten. Yep. You know what I mean? You see how that swing, yep. and that just fucked with my head, right? And that's just. Just, just the, the LP, just literally just, just stuck in the LP. LP, LP, And then LP. the next game happens. And then it's just like, you know, and then it was just like, you know, a 30% loss. And then the next game happens, like I win. But then like that guy's queuing and he's playing, he's just winning every game. Um, and then I'm just like, fuck. And then I'm slowly just out of the race. And then my confidence is like going and going and going. And then bam, I'm back in diamond one. Yep. And then everyone's overtaking me. And yep. then... Just and then fights. your confidence is just dropped. Whilst I'm still playing 15 games a day. Yeah, you're still playing. Yeah. yeah. Right, and I didn't go to the gym at all there. I yeah. did no process, no process. Like that because I'm like, fuck, I was so close. Like I was like, because oh, then I then what I said to myself was, um, oh, it's like, oh, that's just a, a road bump. Like I'll get back to it, but like I never really got back to it. And like I'm yeah. a week later. I'm basically yeah. right now a week later. I'm master which is like top 100 on the server, but I'm st- I'm at the spot I was literally a week ago. You know, and I feel like I'm not been any better at the game because I just focus on the LP. And, and I was confident. I was focused on my decision making, everything. And then the moment you start focusing on the LP, you get excited. You will get fucking humbled, man. You know. Well, this is a, this is many many lessons, right? This is this is the process going mm. down the drain. Mm. This is focusing on the LP. Um, this is you know, like your your actual routine and your schedule went out the window completely. Um, you're comparing yourself to others, yeah. not focus on your own gameplay. Yeah. Um, this is like everything wrong. <laughs> That's this right. Every and look at the result. And the funniest thing is, is like I just see like Curtis. Like Curtis didn't even play for the first couple of days, right? Didn't play for a week and a half. Curtis honestly, didn't, didn't basically didn't play for the first like five days, right? And then he's just chilling, just three games a day, three games a day, just. Three games a day. Everyone's messaging me. Like, even people at MLA, it's like, what's Curtis doing? Why is he not playing? What's going on? And Curtis has already basically got the same rank I'm yeah, currently We're the right same now. LP. I think I have, like, 24 games played, and you have 150 or something like that, yeah. So, you, you have, like, two, games. four, six, eight, ten. You have, like, six times. My games, yeah. Seven times yeah. my games, and we're, like, the same LP. Yeah. And I've just done three blocks. And you just done, you're just chipping away. You know, chipping like away. the way that I view it, it's like the, and, yeah. the tortoise and the, the hare, right? Tortoise and the hare, yeah. It's like Curtis is the tortoise, just, you know, just pacing. I'm the hare. I do a sprint and then, you know, I, I burnt out, right? Burnt out, yeah. And that's just what happened. It's a painful experience, man. And you're like, like people listen to this right now. I saw it as well. I see it everywhere. You know, people getting hyped up at the start of the season, you know, trying to get X rank and they talk about MMR and... LP gains. It's it's all noise. It's all noise. It's the all placements is all fucking. It's bullshit. not about how you start. It's about yeah. how you finish. Yeah. Like the the season is a marathon. It's a marathon. It's a not marathon. A sprint. That's what I kept. That's what I kept saying. How many times? Okay. Th- and and yeah. this is the thing, Nathan. And and I got to roast you and hold you accountable. Absolutely. I'm You've done this season after season, season. after season. Yeah. And I I show you a season <laughs> after season after season. You go and you have these like spikes of like. You, you you find like you get onto something whether it's like a meta or whatever yeah and and then you you ride up your confidence and then you do it in an unsustainable way and then when shit hits the fan because you're like building up on like little like little I, I imagine like a building that's propped up on like like little poles like and then you remove the poles and everything just gone and then and then you come stumbling down three four hundred LP 
And then you're like, fuck, I got to go back on a second account and rebuild my confidence. Yep. Like that should never have to no. be a thing. No. Like you shouldn't have to have a second account to rebuild confidence, you yep. know? So I think that like, you know, people here, I mean, it's good that Nathan exposes them. It's not easy to do, like expose yourself and people listening here, you know, it can happen to the best of us in a way because you can just get caught up in your emotions and the hype of like a new season. But we all need to like learn from Nathan. And, and, and in a way, you know, you want to learn not just from your own experiences but from other people's experiences as well like that's what that's what um to speed up the process of learning you know and if if that if this hasn't happened to you yet and you feel as though you might go down that route learn from nathan's mistake done many a times it will happen at some point you have to stick to the process i mean the crazy thing is is the night before I was preparing myself to go two and eight in placements. Like, like I was thinking about how I was going to respond. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. just make sure I'm focusing on decision making. Fuck that. It doesn't matter about what rank. Like, yeah. if I'm playing great League of Legends, two and eight literally doesn't matter. You know, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, your rank is your skill level. Well, I, what I told people, I, I, I got to shout, I got to roast someone in my Midland Academy. I got to roast Steven Ada. I, I, you know, Good. he, um, he messaged me and he's like, Curtis, I'm just so bad at the game. He like just says this stuff. He's like he over dramatizes. Yeah, I'm just course, so yeah. bad at the game. Yeah. I'm I'm taking terrible every game. Yeah, all this shit, right? Yeah. And I asked him how many games have you played. He says fifteen. And then um and and then I'm like, well, you know, what's your process? Like, oh yeah, I just haven't really reviewed any games. Yeah, it's like it's so simple. <laughs> it's, it's like it's just it's just like yeah. the way I view it yeah. is the noise. Like we're talk- we should talk about noise and signal now, where this kind of ties in. It's like. You know, noise is essentially things that they're not really indicative. It's not indicative of like, it's just not important. Like it's it's something that you put to the side. Signal is something that you really want to focus on. You think is a trend, a key trend or a key pattern, a pivotal part, like a 20% that you need to get out of the way. Something you really need to focus on now. At the first, you know, until you have at least... 30, 40 games, you're not even going to know what is noise and what is signal. You're actually not... You the, the sample, the sample size, size isn't yeah. big enough for you to yeah. even remotely determine mm. what you genuinely need to be focusing your attention on. So even, Nathan, we played in a few games. Like, you would come into my Discord and ask me questions. Like, you know, what happened here? What happened here? Like, for me, like, from the, the outside... The didn't matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. It's like, yeah, just noise, just noise. Like, I've played 24 games. I can't even tell what I need to focus on yet. I just need to get more games in. And then I can maybe start to see the patterns and I'll like identify some things and I'll start to hone in on them. But, you know, we need to embrace, we need to embrace that not everything is worth focusing on. Not everything is worth focusing on. And I get asked this question all the time, Curtis, how do I determine, how do I distinguish between noise and signal? Well, a very common one is let's just, you know, when you play a three block, even then that's not a big enough two, two, three blocks, a, a week of games. You need to zoom out as much as you possibly can how we, when you're dying are there any trends when you're losing games what's happening in those games that you're losing are there are there common scenarios where you're feeling uncomfortable um when you're ahead are you are you confidently translating your leads or do you feel as though there's something core, like a core issue happening like just just try and identify the patterns step back and try and identify the patterns there that's when you're going to be able to find the things that you need to really focus on first get them out of the way and then later on once once you feel as though you just don't know and you're really confused that's where coaching comes into play and we can start to get detail oriented. But yeah, I just think people still fundamentally, no matter how much I talk about it, they cannot, they can't let their remote, they don't, they let their emotions dictate their league experience. And you cannot let that happen. It's not going to end well. 
Um, that's what I was. I was just like in a, an emotional mess too. Like I was just thinking, like overthinking everything, you know, after yeah. that. And then the an example for me, the trends that I found is like, so yeah, like the, I want to emphasize, like I thought I was in the race for rank one, but I really wasn't. Cause I had some real, I still have some really fucking bad habits that uh, I need to get out of my gameplay, especially when I have like certain game states where I don't have that many options. I will take bad ganks and just show on the map and, and they don't look like major mistakes but they, there's lots of little things that are happening for the enemy team by me showing on the map. Right. They're like little details, but they, they are impactful. Yeah. I mean, you as yeah. a jungler shows on the map as you were the mid laner, you're laughing, dude. You know yeah. exactly what to do, what's going to happen next, right? Yeah. And the moment I show on the map, I, I'm losing a lot of pressure. And the best games that I play is like every time I'm showing on the map, someone's dying on the enemy team, you know? And then they, they don't, it's too late. You see me, I'm, I'm dead and I got a pressure point. I want to... um. Nathan, I want to talk about um, going back to the our initial point, which was pre-mortem. Yep. And one of the, I think one of the key quote-unquote issues that someone is going to face throughout a season inevitably is champ pool. Yep. 100%. And already seeing it's already happening. Already yep. happening, yep. right? And like meta shifting, people will say, oh, I'm just not feeling this champ anymore. Yep. This meta this, this meta this. It's just, you know, your champ pool... There's going to be times where your champel is objectively not going to be the best. And the way I view it is like, okay, let's take a platinum player. Let's say you have three champs in your pool as a platinum player. Even in that champ pool of three, you should still have like the two, there should be at least two in there that just are never going to change. Like mm. that's just your core identity mm. of a player. Like let's say you play, you know, Elise Jarvan and like, you know, uh, say Elise Jarvan and... I don't know what's Rexai. In, Rexai. Two of those should be your bread and butter no matter what. Like, you're going to play them no matter the meta. Because then again, the meta doesn't really mean jack shit until, like, you get Master Plus anyway. There's that. And yes, you might be... The game might be objectively a little harder, but champ mastery matters way more than what the meta is. And, and no matter what you hear on the internet anywhere else, like, you're going to hear it everywhere. The meta this, oh my god, this champ's dead, this item's OP. You've got to ignore all that noise, and you've got to stick to a small champ pool. Now, why I say those two is that that third one, if it really is that bad and the meta is that world one, let's say you go into, like, that chem tank meta, you sure, you can actually just then alter that third one to and another just, like, one. prioritize that, like, a little bit more yeah. in certain times. and then alter, or alter, alter that third one to re remove it for another one, and then have that third one as, like, an alternating pick. You can always do that. So what's an example of a mid lane champ that's popped up at the moment? What's really strong that people, like, wanting to switch to? Well, a lot of people added Victor into yeah, their pool. that's right. And then they were saying, um, and I'm like, well, yeah, I don't mind adding Victor, but I, I warn you, we'll get weaker. Like Victor, and pro player at the moment, it's Victor gave a Corky Vi every game. Victor's a lot. Yeah. Corky's another one. Corky's popular, but the thing is, Corky objectively just isn't a good solo queue No, he's yet. not. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's strong right now, but I don't think yeah. he will last. Yeah. Another one was like Jace. And like, there's a, a few of these champs that are just kind of just noise in my opinion like if you want to pick up a champ because you love them sure but you be warned and this is the pre-mortem mm. they will get weaker yes so what's going to happen when they get weaker we're back know. to square one again back apparently. to square one yep you know and so the pre-mortem the, the big learning here for you guys listening to this one um is be warned your champ will be objectively weak in a given meta you are going to be tempted to swap your champion pool up and there's going to be, it's going to be coming from every direction. Friends, YouTube content creators, streamers, bullshit Discord communities. 
um, people in the game flaming you for picking your champ. It's going to come from every possible angle. You may you have to stay strong. You have to stay strong. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying you you can't alter them. So what's the time. exact conversation you need to have with yourself? Do I genuinely love my champion, or am I playing it because it's just strong right now? That's the question you need to yep. ask yourself. And love when a champion is so important to put in in the work for champ. Well, master. I had a guy. I'll give you a horror story. Yeah. Dead set. Yep. He was a Victor player. I yep. coached him. And he got really, really good at Victor. Yep. Um, climbed all the way. And he played Victor and Akali. Played up to a given rank. Loved, played beautiful League of Legends. Taught him all the fundamentals. And he said to me at D4, Curtis, I just feel like Syndra's broken my concept. Like, like the champ is just so much better than Victor. This is when Victor like maybe was like wasn't as good anymore. Mm. At the, towards the end of last season, and I want to play Syndra. And she's like, that's it, I'm going to go play Syndra. The champ is better in high elo games. <laughs> play Syndra, spams like 100, 100 games of it. Mm. And he says, Curtis, um, I lost my confidence in Syndra. I, I, I realized I don't genuinely love the champ, and I'm going back to Victor. Boom, you just wasted 100, 120 games. And he says, I'm really embarrassed, you know, but like, I, I, I realized that, you know, and I told him, I literally said, and he's like, right, Curtis, I know you're going to tell me that you're right and you are right. And I just wasted two months of my league season now playing Syndra for no reason. And now i got to go back to Victor. Done. Two months. Just like that. Yep. Because you listen to high or Whatever Syndra's it was. really good. Whatever got to follow yeah. the train. You know? And look where he is. And this all did full circle. Victor came back. <laughs> and then he's back to... That's the thing. <laughs> it and always the, comes full circle know? anyway. You know? Um, so look, that's a big pre-mortem one. All right, so let's talk about lost streaks, okay? How are you going to respond to a lost streak? Because guess what? There is not a single player in the world in this whole year that will not lose more than... That will never lose let's, less let's, than six games in a let's row. Let's loop in this one uh, dirty OBGGs as well because people want to like make new accounts and you okay, can yep. flame for win rates and yep, shit. Like, yep. Let's loop that one in as well. Okay, so, so lost streaks and bad win rates. So again, there's not a single player in the world that is not going to lose six games in a row. Would yep. you agree with this? Yep. Like, that's like minimum, right? Yep. But let's say the three blocks, you lose zero, three, yeah, over two, a large sample of games, whether or not that person played bad or not, they will just be unlucky. That's to right. Lose six and then sometimes they happen. might play bad as well. They, they, yeah. All yeah. it takes is like one game, a 30% loss, play like shit, one game, 30% loss, play like shit, play like shit, 30% loss, it's six games lost, right? Yep. That could easily happen. Yep, easy. Happens to me all the time. How are you going to respond to that? What's the exact conversation that you need to have in your head? Well, number one, um, was I playing beautiful League of Legends? Um, Did I know what happened in those games? Does it make sense why I lost those it games? It doesn't make sense. Can I identify the pivotal moments in those games? Yep. Um... Like do I did like if you're a, if you're a, if you're a laner did I know my matchup and did I know have my game plan was my reference points good? Um, I'd look at all the fundamentals. Were my fundamentals good? When you look, I would look at my deaths. Why did I die? Why am I dying here? Just like really basic, you know. Why am I dying? Yep. Really basic <clears throat> fundamentals. Um, could I have said no to this play? Am I compensating? Am I compensating? Do I even need to fight these objectives that I'm fighting? Do I even need to fight when I'm fighting? Um, am I taking full responsibility in my games? Like, could I be calling lane assignments? Could I be calling off objectives? Could I be, you know, pinging people off, ping where the jungler is? Is it, could I be taking more responsibility? Could it, how could, say, if you see a negative scenario in the game, go to that moment and say, how could I prevent this from happening? Was there a sign here that could have made me, you know, prevent this from happening? Um, or is it, you know, or, or, or is it just noise? Are there just genuinely unlucky things that, you know, I couldn't have foreseen and that was just, the way the cookie was going to crumble, no matter what. These are all things you should be asking yourself. 
Um, was I playing the champs in my, my main pool? This is, is it the, the champs that I play? Um, was I reviewing after every game? Did I have a pregame process at all? Was I was my intensity high? These are all great questions. Was I focused? Was I focused? Um, and then at, after those six games, what's my recovery process? Did I recover? Did I did I do, um, do I take a break in between? Did I take a break? Did I um, did I step away from the computer in between the games? Did I take a day off when I knew I needed to take take a day off? These are all and and there's not going to be the same answer for everyone, right? Like you need to just have intentional thought. It's like okay, I lost six games in a row. What do I do? And then you come back and it's like, okay, and well, did it work? O- it's okay to be frustrated. Yeah, that's like, going to happen. It's, I had a it's zero like three sunshine ball. and rainbows. It's like, yeah, zero three process, having lots of fun. It's like, you know, like I, I go zero three, zero three and I'm losing like three of those games I, myself. I, I'm like, what when I wake the fuck up? Like what's going on here? I had, you know, this I is had, disgraceful. I had a zero three block that I was really frustrated. But yeah. like, I, I ended the, I, I, I remember I said on my Discord, this, this is quite what I said. Not playing this fourth game took every ounce of my discipline. It yeah. took, a, it took my soul. I feel like it took a part of my soul away to not play that well, fourth game. Like it took every, yeah. Like I was like an addict, dude. Like I could. If feel, you're slaves to your brain. Your brain is your. You are literally taking control of your brain by not playing that game. <laughs> if you play that game, you'll feel like you're just a monkey. I could. I could. Every every narrative. I came up with trillions of narratives. <laughs> play because of this. Play because of this. Play because... There was like every reason. I haven't played much this season anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm you have enough energy. This. You'll be fine. You yeah. can squeeze this game in. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't need to read tonight. Like every, mm. every possible narrative came up. And I remember fighting it. I remember staring at the client. I'm like, I really want to play this game. But I know that I shouldn't. Like deep down, I know, I know it. Because if I'm honest with myself, I know that I shouldn't. And I remember I didn't. And then I, I cooked dinner, and I'm like, that was a relief. I'm, I'm really glad. But I was angry. For, I, I remember um, I was angry for like three hours. Yeah, I was that angry for three. Yep. Like, it, like not like I wasn't punching walls and shit. But I, I didn't let go. It took me hours to let go. Mm. I could barely get to sleep. That's how luckily, emotionally attached to my game. Luckily, you I, weren't playing. At and that I wasn't time. like. But yeah. imagine that. I, I was so I'm so intense about the game and my like playing beautiful League of Legends, and it wasn't even because there were hard games. It was that the, like I had two losing sides three games in a row, right? And it was the reason it was so angry for me is because they had a pro player eighty carry every single one of those games, and mm. I had a random eighty carry every mm. game. Mm. So the bot like difference was really really large. But the thing that pissed me off is that on the last game it got to my head and I didn't play well. That imp- it, that affects me negatively more than anything else. When mm. I don't play my best self and I don't express my best self and I know I could have won that game, that eats me alive. Because mm. it's like, fuck, Curtis, get your shit together. Mm. Like, you got to win these games. These are the games that you got to win. Mm. Those are the games that will climb. You will climb like this. In the grand scheme of things, it makes nothing. It's just one game. But like, that's how intense I was and emotional I was about that game. If I had played that fourth, I would have probably played a fifth. I, I would have went down that spiral. And I've learned from that mistake and I didn't play it. And that just goes to show, if I'm angry or still frustrated three hours later, imagine what that game would have been. Like, yeah, those that, games. that fourth game. Yeah. It just, there's nothing to learn. There's nothing to learn. Yep. I would have been so emotional. I would have, I would, I would have compensated. I would have just, my jungle tracking would have been abysmal. My threat assessment would have been terrible. Wouldn't have said no to plays. It would have been terrible. And, and you know, it's hard. And I'm not saying you need to be like an angel, like here, not getting frustrated. We all get frustrated because we're competitive. 
people here, listeners, we're all competitors. You know, we want to win. There's no, no shame in wanting to win, but it's, 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 we got, you got to know deep down that the way to win reliably and be a, and like, you just got to be a better player. If you're a better player, you'll win more games. And how do we become a better player? We're very process oriented. We get into the details. You take full responsibility. You just follow that process. And there's a, there's a really, you remember that, that um, documentary watch? And I went to Nathan's on the weekend and we we're watching this Tom Brady documentary called, what's it called? Man in the Arena. Man in the Arena. And um, I don't know if it was, was it on this where there was like the guy who played with Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots. He described what it was like playing, to, for, the playing for the Patriots. Mm. And the analogy he used was you're in a tunnel and you're in a tunnel the whole season. And like, you don't see, you're just so just into the detail. Laser like, focus. Laser focus. Like you're not like, you're not really, you're not aware of what's happening around you. And then at the end you see you're in the Super Bowl and you win and all, there's all the confetti. You're out the of the tunnel and you see the world. You see the world. Yeah. In a way, that's actually what a season should look like of league. Mm. It's like you, you put your head down, you get to work, you focus on playing beautiful League of Legends, being the best player you can. And then when the end of the season arrives, you look up, wow, I'm at X rank. That is what your season should be like. Most people in the MLA, when they get the results, they're actually shocked in a way. It's like, it just all comes together. Mm. Like out of nowhere, it just mm. comes together. Mm. That's what climbing a league is like. It's not linear. It's not like I, I improve at this, I, I put this game in, and then I'm going to win. I, I go from clean plat four to plat three to plat two. Boom, 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 boom. Diamond four, Yes. You're going to go up, you're going to go down, you're going to go sideways, you're going to plateau, then you're going to go backwards while you're learning new objectives. It's going to be the most non-linear, shitty journey if you keep emphasizing the LP. All ties together, doesn't it? I love that analogy, like the tunnel. That's exactly Dark what it's like. Dark tunnel is what he said. Just, you, can't, you don't even know what's going on in the outside world. You're just so focused on one thing. So focused on just, just being a better player. It's not even about if you win, it's how you win as well. That's, That's the most I, important. When yeah. we win, when we play, it's like we feel equally disappointed when we play bad and win. I know what I know. I what, feel way more disappointed when I win and play bad. Yeah, I know what winning League of Legends looks and feels like, and I know what losing League of Legends looks and feels like. If I play losing League of Legends and still win, I'm like, uh not happy with that it one. It doesn't feel good. You know? It does not feel good. Um But yeah, those lost streaks are gonna happen, be warned. All right, let's talk about how people interpret the 30, 30, 40 Wait, one, one, I want to add on to this one, intensity. Okay. I had a question today in my Discord. So, Curtis, I struggle with intensity. I play a game, you know, I, and I start, you know, uh, my mind wanders, he says. I can't stay focused. I said to him, is it the, nor is it the norm for you to actually stay 100% focused throughout a game? Is that something that you've done in the past? Is that your level? Or do you, is that your norm to, to kind of like kind of wander off an autopilot? And you know, so he said, that's a good question. I said, he said, yeah, you know, prob probably not the highest intensity. I said, okay, what's your diet like? What's your sleep like? What's your exercise routine like? I eat one meal a day and I'm not exercising at the moment. He said something about his sleep, whatever. You're not, doesn't matter if you're playing league or you're trying to study or you're trying to be high performance in any endeavor. You're trying to go to work, get promoted at work, go above and beyond and, and excel at any task. If you're operating on one meal a day and you don't exercise, get the fuck out. Mm. What are you talking about? There's no reason to complain. Why would you ever 
expect anything. Expect to be one hundred percent focused in a forty-minute game. Yeah. yeah. Use your noggin. People shit on league, and this is the thing that the lack of respect me. for the game. The lack of respect for the game. You talk about this all the time, Nathan, but it's. These are people as well that know they're in the MLA, they're in the Salt They still disrespect the game. Mm. League, and I'm going to say this until the, the cows go home, League is a brutal game. It is the hardest game in the world. It is so demanding physically, mentally, emotionally. And if you're not coming in 100%, then alter your schedule in a way to, to try and get 100%. That's why people do two blocks. I have heaps of people in the MLA that, that are professionals outside of League. Yep. They don't have time. They have a wife. They have kids. Yep. They can only do two blocks. Yep. Where there's a will, there's a way. But don't go in expecting that you can do the bare minimum and then come into a 35-minute game and focus 100% intensity. Use every lull state and, and think about wing cons all the time and, and execute mechanically. It's just not going to happen. You know? Like, I, I feel like like if I'm sitting in the chair for a long period of time, I will lose. I feel sluggish. I'll lose intensity. You know, just sitting in my chair for long periods of time. That's why, you know, there's a physical... Like, I just get up and I just walk around. I just pace up and down in between cues, you know? And just, like, listen to some hype video, yeah. you know? Because I just feel like, you know, if you sit at your desk for long periods of time, you're going to feel like shit, you know? And that's even yeah. with, like, you know, good sleep and everything yeah. like that, right? Yeah, 100%. And I've actually got people that in the Discord, you know, and I'm going to roast... Um, I'm not going to say his name, but I, ro- I want to roast this person. I'll know who they are. That they, they pretend, they, they, they brainwash themselves to think that they don't need a warm-up. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll say to themselves, you know, like, oh, you know, I, I play basically the same when I warm up when I don't. Like, what do you, where's the benchmark, though? How can you compare it to anything if you've never properly done a warm-up? The premise of a warm-up, it's not just physically, it's mentally. It's getting yourself in the right headspace. Tying back to that video, that, you, that, that fitness YouTuber that I spoke about that, that inspired me, you know, he says, when, when shit gets hard... Like, where, what are you going to rely on? Like, when you know, like, you're about to lift some heavyweight, you're trying to do something really, really hard. Well, in the back of your mind, if you know, like, you want to know that you've done all the right things. Like, you want to know that you've ticked every box. You want to know that you've put in the work. So there's no doubt in here. In a way, even if the warm-up isn't, like... Doing, doesn't actually do anything. Even if it actually doesn't do anything, it's going to help brainwashing yourself thinking that you're in... You know, you've done the work and that you and a can get the results. There's consistency The there. consistency. And, 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 you know, I do low dodge game, not just for the physical part, just mental part. Like, I'm just getting sharp. I'm, like, getting my brain working. Like, I just, it's just, I feel like it's the right thing to do. It feels right. Some people, like, I tell people motivational videos and I get laughed at. Dead set. People, really? like, say, like, Curtis, yeah, that, that motivational stuff, it doesn't do anything for me. Mm. It's like... Well, okay. Like, then what's the alternative? You want to sit there and like jerk off before you play solo queue? Like, what's the alternative? <laughs> I mean, if that's what people do consistently, sure, as long as it's consistent. You know, it's like, it's like, but people, you know, they, they expect insane results, but don't put in the work. Mm. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're playing in Master Plus, you're trying to play Master Plus. We're talking Master Plus here, you know. You're already at the 0.1% or whatever it is. You're going from the top 1,000, whatever it is, the top 500, whatever. Like, you get in, and my dad always said this growing up, you you get out what you put in, you know, and find what works for you. If it, if the motivational video doesn't work, okay, what else does? Maybe you want to do a series of stretches. Maybe you like doing push-ups. Maybe you like listening to a certain playlist. Maybe you like to play a mini game. Maybe you like to go and practice tool. Figure it out. Lock in up here. Then play, you know. There's always a way. People was looking for shortcuts, you know? 
And people, again, they always think they're above the process. Everyone thinks they're the exception. That's the exception. what it is. Well, that's what I... That, that first couple of days, I thought, oh, I'm just the exception. I'm Nathan Mott. I've done 6,000 jungle reviews. I just know it all. And and, and when I, the moment it went bad, I had n- no foundation because I didn't build... that. Those games were just yeah. <laughs> all on sand. You know what well, I mean? Well, is the great equalizer in a way. Like, it doesn't... What I love is, like, it doesn't care about your feelings. No. Nope. It doesn't care nope. about what you've done. That's right. It doesn't care who you are. It doesn't it care about your name. That that specific situation in that game at that moment, that's all that matters. And you're either focused, you're going to play mechanically well, or you're going to fuck it up, or you're going to miss some information. And I had a guy recently who joined the MLA that was talking about, you know, you know, we talk about pain plus reflection equals progress. In the long run, you know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And he said to me, he says, Curtis, like, I, I don't know how to register painful experiences. Like, I, I think being around my friendship group for such a long time, when I make a mistake, they say it's no big deal. And, you know, the first thing I said to him was like, well, in order to like re-switch that up or like change that in your mind, go to one of those mistakes and then look at the consequences of your actions. If you actually do that exercise, this goes to everyone out there. And this is a season 12 fundamental. You know, this is why we always talk about the early game is the most important part of the game. The first 10 minutes of the game. Absolutely. Most of your game is going to be decided in the first 10 minutes of the game. That's where the most of it is in your control. Look at one of your pivotal mistakes. Fast forward it. Look at what happens. You lose river control. They get dragon. They invade your jungler. Um, you they, they roam bot and kill your bot lane. Something is going to happen. It might not be in that 30 seconds, but it could be in a minute from now. Like you could have actually had control here. You would have seen that jungler, that fight, you would have got fight first of that fight, you know, a minute from after that. If you look hard enough, you'll see the painful experience. You'll be able to see the negative outcome of that mistake. The mid lane of the scaling mid lane was able to reset, get a reset off, get that item that beats you in that next 1v1. Yep, 100%. Well, now you burnt that flash, and now for that next all in, you don't have flash. You mm. could have got that kill after mm. now. You could have frozen that wave, and if that wave was frozen, you would have got up half a level. You were at level six first. If you look hard enough and pay attention to the details, it's there. And, and I think this is another mantra for season 12 the devil's in the details. I can't stand, and you're good at this, Nathan. You're the one that really inspired me with this one. People are just so general. Like my teammate did, this, my teammate lost me the game, mm. or um, like just some general overarching statement. When, how, what? Like just get incredibly specific. Mm. My champ can't do this. Okay, show me an example here. Mm. On this, mm. show me, show me the trade. Show me the moment where exactly it happened. And if you ever find yourself, this is a really cool tip. If you ever find yourself saying something general, there's probably a red flag there. Yep. I tune, like I, I jump into a Discord <laughs> channel, you know, because like the practice dojo, everyone's like sort of more chilling. Yeah. It's not a review session, yeah. right? And people are like, you know, saying like, oh, this is what happened in this game. And like, I just tune out and I actually get angry. I said, well, fucking get it up and let's literally let's look, look at, at the it. situation. And guess what? 90% of the time has got nothing to do with what <laughs> they've said. What is? You know? <laughs> it's like, like a common one is like this like you get these general questions like what happens when I'm playing this champ and I have no win conditions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, can you insert a trillion scenarios uh, in there yeah that's, that's that would just anger me it's that's like that just you me can't answer that question it's like I need to get specific I just there's nothing I can tell <laughs> I won't I don't even answer that question yeah no, I know you can't show me show me show, show me a clip Show me specific. And then you look at the clip and then it's like they, you know, they're already zero one into the game or they died they had to blow their flash or a gank or you know, it's something that's happened before it already. 
Okay, I did. I did. I did an exercise with Shern. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. Okay. So um, Shern was really struggling the first days. He's in Korea. He's like a you know top player. Yeah. You know, he's a was dials with us. Yep. You know, he's in Korea at the Shirney. moment. He's trying to go for get high on the Korean solo queue ladder. Yep. So you know, in every game he's playing with Korean pros and stuff. I literally so he had a bad first couple of days of the season, right? I yep. said, "All right, Shane, what's going on? Let's go. Let's get into the details." Yep. I tell him, "Okay, I just want to do an exercise with you. Let's bring up the OPGG." Yep. I want you to explain to me what your thought, like what happened this game, right? Pointed out that game. We go into it. The the his default was to blame team. That's his yep. default response, and then he will go go after like, oh, maybe this and this and this. Yeah. We got into the game, and what he said the way the reason the game was was not the reason at all. At all, yeah. Next game, did it again. First response, blame teammate. Got into the game, nothing to do with that. Third, I literally did five this games. Is insane. Yeah. We literally did five games, and again, I, this is not me telling him at all. I said, "What's your thought, bro?" So then, okay, okay, now we get into it, and then. And then he's just missing key parts information of the game, like like lane states and stuff. And and it was so fascinating where you can say, like, this is the narrative you have from this game. And think about the learning there. Imagine there's no learning. There's if, no learning. If, if that's what you think yeah. was happening in the game. But, like, my default would be you look at the game and then you have a different paragraph for that game, what actually happened. So his interpretation of the game is completely different from reality. And this is a pro player. It's all, it's, at the end of the day, it's just ego protection, really. Yep. It's just ego protection. People are really bad. And this is why I think coaching and stuff is really important. Like, I'm even thinking of getting a coach for myself because I can sometimes not get You'll miss it. things. I'll miss things. Yeah. Having someone objectively looking at your gameplay is 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 really... It's so valuable. It's very valuable. So valuable. Especially for, uh, you know, when you were in that hole that two years ago or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, you would never you know, be able to I, I see... I couldn't figure it out. Until I saw it just objectively, like, Curtis... Because you're just the, so emotional. It's yeah. such an emotional experience. And you have this narrative where, like... Every fight that I go to in the river, I'm the crab, I die. And it's like, well, let's break down the <laughs> fucking down. details yeah. and it makes sense. Yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. This is what you're to look for. Yeah, you're spot on. It's so interesting. And, and I think one of the themes, my theme of uh, 2022 is curiosity. I think curiosity is such a powerful mindset. Just having a curious mindset. It's like, you know, you know and we, I said that story, you know, that, that Chinese parable where it's like the horse you know i think i said a couple of episodes ago and you know something negative happens and then the person said oh maybe maybe so um and then something positive happens maybe maybe it's this good. could be good yep. could be bad yep. or we don't know like when you lose a game or win a game like you won't you won't really know you're gonna have i guess default responses or hunches but when you're playing a game, you only see like you're only seeing the game through one lens, and you you've missed many other details. So knowing that, knowing that I only have one, I guess view of the game, I would even if even if I'm right, I would rather come in from a curious perspective and be like, oh, okay, let's like let's just double check, you know, let's just double check to make sure my hypothesis is right. Let's double check this, double check that. Just be curious, you know, like curious. You can't go wrong if you're curious. Mm. Like you're never gonna go wrong because you're asking questions. You're trying to ask, like asking questions and finding answers to them. The, the most amazing thing, the, the fact that well, the process of doing it. It's not even if you get to the answer. It's the process, process. of trying to find the, the answer. answer. Yeah, trying to find. That's where the learning is. Trying to find the goddamn answer. It might be messy getting to that answer, but that's like there's no other alternative. You you can't get something if you're not curious yep. you're not the, and the review day. the details is the medicine that's what it is that's what's going to keep you sane mm. that's when that's what's going to keep you sane through all the noise through all the bullshit all the nonsense 
the OPGGs, the win rates, the champ pools, the trolls, the quote unquote trolls and all this shit. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna hold you. It's gonna keep you in. It's the seatbelt, you know, keep you flying out the window. Um, 30, 30, 40. Yep. So is it, is it a 30 win, 30% games, uh, losses, 30% games of free wins yep. and 40% in your control. That's what it is, right? Yep. So how do people interpret that? Well, it's more, well, okay. To, to quick, to quick recap, we'll make it really short, sharp, concise here. Losses are more painful than wins, like more emotionally intense. Yep. So we remember and sear losses into our memory more than wins. Which is why no one would ever talk about the free win they get because someone no. DC'd, but they'll focus on, they'll tell everyone, the team, the player on their team that DC'd. And you know this for game. a fact because when you go into, you say you go into a classic Reddit post and they say, you know, I always get trolls. Well, some someone somewhere is getting incredibly lucky here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one apparently that person doesn't exist. No one said I'm that person is just challenger. He's like I'm the person on the other team versing the troll. Yeah. It's yes, I, I'm getting all these free wins, guys. <laughs> Give them all to me. Like no one says that, right? So no. someone that person doesn't exist. Apparently that person yeah. may be a bot. Like <laughs> I don't know who that is. So like you only ever see one side. We only only ever emphasize the thirty percent losses. Um, so I think that yes, we're going to win a lot just random free wins we're gonna lose a lot from random free losses whatever auto losses but you are the consistent factor and someone actually wrote, wrote a reddit post recently breaking down the numbers someone like did the numbers again over a thousand games or whatever it was i can't remember if it was a hundred or a thousand it was a hundred a hundred and um it's still it's just rain it just rings true and and he said that uh, i think the tldr was essentially there was like two people so there was one one person who didn't care one troll on either team one person that was like autofill, one, and then two people who were arguing against each other, trying to like, you know, two people hated each other. Two people hated each other, and you're the sole determining factor mm. in a way, like, like at a very rough level. So at the end of the day, 30, 30, 40, you don't use it as a, don't use it as a tool to help you in an individual game. It's a holistic thing. It's like you can't, you won't, even, <coughs> sorry, you won't even be able to know if it's a 30% win or a 30% loss. And again, being curious, even if you think that it's a 30% win or 30% loss, just don't don't even begin to label it. Just zoom out and say to yourself, look, could be, could be a 30% loss, could be a 30% win. I'll know in the long run, you know, in the long run, I'll probably be able to zoom out and find out, but, um, or maybe not. What's important is that I'm, I'm the one that's not losing the game for my team. I'm not the troll. I'm not the one raging on someone else. I'm not the one making someone play worse. Um, I'm just doing my job, expressing my best self, identifying my role, identifying win conditions. And over time, if you do that enough over a large sample of games, you will win those 40% games that are on a, on a nice edge. You will win those ones. You're the difference. You're the main difference. That is all. So if you know, quick reminder, it's a good little reminder. All right. I have a story. Give a perspective talking about now games, just sheer number of games played. Um, and the importance of it. And then just p- sort of put it in, in perspective. So I have here a someone that messaged me. Let me just get it up. I won't talk about his name. But he messaged me saying um, he had a bit of a problem. He says, hey, Nathan, I've been struggling with something that I'd like to talk about. Um, so uh, he picked up the game in season three and he did an exercise. He counted... The amount of games played in ranked since season three. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's around almost ten years, isn't it? Roughly, yep. 
season three, he played 510 ranked games. Okay. Season four, 93 ranked games. Yep. Season five, 205 ranked games. Um, didn't play for four seasons. Season nine, 112 ranked games. Season 10, 281 ranked games. Season 11, 13 ranked games. And I said, okay, so what's your analysis of that? Um, he says, in season 10, I picked gold four. And he just feels like there's very small amount of accomplishment there. And it brings him shame. Okay. And then I asked this question. So we've all heard the quote, right? I said, how many hours does it take to become an expert at something? What's what are we all told? It's like 10,000 10, hours. 10,000 hours. Yeah. That's the common, yeah. <clears throat> common thing. So I said, 10,000 hours. And I said, well, doing the math there, um, I literally did the specific math. That was 1,214 total games. Yep. Let's say average 30 minutes per game. Yep. That's 600 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Not even, that's not, you're not even remotely close. Okay. And then I said, Makes um, that sense. Makes sense about right. And then I said, um, so then he said, you know, some games will look at my 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 OPGG and say like you're bronze for ten years or whatever, um, and it says it really hurts him. And season ten was his best season so far, so he's gotten better as the years have gone on. And then I said to him, okay, so um, what if I told you I wanted to be a world class piano player, mm-hmm. right? Let's say that's challenger, pianist. a pianist. Yep. yep. And let's say being an expert, let's say after 10,000 hours, you're a challenger or like master tier, you're right? Like a, you're like a stage level. Yeah. And you can go in competitions. Cons- you're not the best, but you're going to competitions okay, and yeah. stuff, right? And then I said, for 10 years, I practiced 60 hours per year for that. 60 hours. That's what that's what 600 hours is yep, across, 10, okay. 10, across 10 years. Yep. 60 hours. That's, that's less than three days of total practice. Yep. Right? You know, where would you say I would be in terms of a piano level skill level? In terms of, you know, would I be world class? So, so he, you know, if you're thinking about you're going to be a master tier with that, yep. you know, it's ridiculous. I said, he, he thought I'll be around silver. And I said, no, I'll probably be unranked still, wouldn't I? Yeah. Probably just be hitting level 30 yep. still, you know? Well, factoring in also getting worse because you're not, like, you, you You're taking big breaks. Things. You forget things. Yeah, it's not like a consistent, no. you know? And, um... And then I said, okay, and what happens if I came to my piano teacher, right? Saying, oh, I'm really bad with my, my progress. Like, I'm not like a competitive piano player. And then he, you like know. Like, I'm disappointed where I am. Where I, I am. play for 10 years. I play for 10 years and I, I do 60 hours a year. What will the teacher say to you? He'll literally laugh at you and be like, you got, you're not even putting no in the hours. There's no consistency. You're not even putting in the hours, no, you no, know? No. And then he said he considered himself a league veteran. Right? Whoa. That's See scary. That? How interesting is that? That's scary. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, he remembers the good old days of league and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. Put that into perspective, right? Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it all ties again to just shitting on the game. Yeah. Just no respect for the game. <clears throat> it, 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 I, I, I like using... Um, I really like using the gym analogy the most because it... it for people that have worked out, like let's say you worked out, um, you worked out seven years ago and you maybe worked out for like two years straight. Let's say even if you worked out hard for two years straight, but then you took four years off. Yeah. <laughs> you're, it's gone. It's gone. Whatever you've done yeah. is gone. It's gone. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. And league's different because the exercise and the <laughs> weights don't change. the same the league, league changes. Yeah. So not only does the game change and everyone else, your performance is relative, right? It's, yeah. it's relative. So like gold back then is is way worse than gold now right mm. so everyone's getting better if you're not getting better you're literally getting worse 
He's not even getting better. He's getting. He's obviously getting worse because he's not playing. So the seven hundred hours you could even bring it down. And then he said that's, as well, that's not seven hundred hours of piano piano. You're changing roles, champions, and they're probably not even intense games. No intense games. Oh so man, we're talking about probably you've probably he's played probably around like hundred hours. Hundred hours, yeah, two hundred hours, and not even close. Of, of which sounds right. That's why he's gold. Yeah. No, that's good that's for good. gold. That's probably good. Yeah, that's what really I'm good. saying. Like that's really he's good. Got a bit of talent mixed in. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he's like feels bad and stuff, it's like we see the shame. What like what a disrespect. I literally say you disrespecting the game here. I mean, it's just, just Can you delusional. Yeah, borderline delusional. Yeah, and he calls himself a league veteran. How dare you? You know? How dare you? And and you know, I actually should do the math. Like what's so ten thousand hours would be yeah, two two twenty thousand games being an expert. I mean, we would be getting... We would probably be at 15,000 games, probably. We'd play probably 10,000. Actually, games? good question. I'd love to add them yeah. up one day. You know? And I'm still learning about the game every goddamn day. Yep. You know? Yep. So, just, yeah, games play, guys. Like, I know, like a, a good mindset is, like, you're only as good as, like, your last block. Like, that's, that's the mindset. Like, you're only as good as your last block. Like, you can get Challenger. Like, I've seen it all the time. I've seen it all the time. You can get Challenger in Season 7. Seen Challenger season eight, nine players that mm. are just garbage mm. now, comparatively to what mm. they used to be. Like, because the game changes. Yep. How did they get Challenger? Mm. It's how you get that as well. It's not if you get that rank. It's how you get that rank. Um, you know. Yeah, it's a scary. You know, it's scary how people easy people think the game is. Just a just a lack of respect for the lack game. You're again, you're either talented or you're not. Apparently, there's no such thing as getting better. The process mm. is. Pointless warm ups are pointless. Yep. It's all pointless, apparently. Yep. It's just going to be your you rank just that play, you're. Like, yeah, you'll get. No, okay. I'll, I want to add on to this. I made a video recently, Nathan, about um, Lord Dodge game, right? Because I think it's a really good tool to help improve. It's warm up, a lot of things. Great video if you're interested in it. And one of my comments, you know, I, I skim through the comments sometimes and I reply to some of the comments. And one of these comments made me laugh. It said, um, "He said, Curtis, I have a challenger friend." And my challenger friend um, played it for the first time. I sent him it. I sent him this video. He played it. He played it a few times. Got 2,000 on it, which is like a really low score. And then he, he deemed it to be useless. You don't need it. I never played it and I got challenger. Is what he said. Yep. What do you think about this? He said. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't help but just like laugh at how low level thinking this behavior is. And, and this is the interesting thing about League, is that um, <clears throat> in a very important part of Season 12, everyone climbs a different way. Everyone has a different journey to get where they are. Some people, incredibly fortunate, have great genetics, great ta talented players. They exist in every sport, in every industry, in everything. And other people have to work really, really hard to get where they are comparatively to someone else. Some, per some person can play you know, 5,000 hours and be still in gold. Uh, another person can play 5,000 hours and be challenger. Mm -hmm. It's just, just the way the cookie crumbles That's based right. on circumstances. Yep. There's many, many things to play. And I made a video on this, understanding your own league journey, you know? And, um, you know, it, it, it's funny because in challenger, especially now, because still the game is still new in a way. I would say it's a new game. Yep. Still a new game. So like Counter-Strike was 25 years, you know? Even then, you know, it's like compared to traditional sports that have been around for like That's 100 right. years, 100 years, you know? years, yeah. Like it's still new. We don't actually understand what it takes. And I'm trying to crack this. this is my this is my goal in the MLA is I'm trying to crack the code to get to Challenger. Like a formula. I want to figure out the formula. I'm nowhere even close. Right? And um, you know, 
let's say um, this guy, his friend, his challenger friend, he could be very well, like, incredibly talented player. He might not even play mechanically demanding champions. He could be a jungler that plays, you know, he's a Zack one trick or something. I mean, who knows? Like, you don't, he doesn't need to play Lord Dolls Gamers with Zack one trick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. He's a Warwick player. I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, everyone's journey is different. So, mm. Sure, you you might, this person might not have to use it. If he did it, would he might be slightly better? We don't know because he's never given it a shot. So how would we ever know? Maybe he's at seven hundred LP and he could be nine hundred LP. We actually have no idea. So, like, it's so interesting because we we default we look at these high low players currently where they are. We look at what they do in their current process, and we automatically assume because they didn't have to do it or they didn't do three blocks, they didn't review their games, whatever it might be. I don't have to. But we never account for talent. You can look at like um, Donald Trump, right? For example, and how did his dad give him like a million dollars? Million loan, yeah. That's a million dollar loan. Mm. Not everyone has a luxury to have a million dollar loan to start a business mm. when they're like twenty two, mm. right? Some people barely have enough money to pay for their rent, and then they have to work three jobs just to afford rent so they can study on the side. Like, like my dad and stuff, you know, your parents, like. You know, you can't compare Donald Trump's journey to get rich comparatively to everyone else. Like, everyone starts at a different point, you know? And that doesn't mean that um, the way Donald Trump did it or the way X person did it is the best way. There is no solved way to get to Challenger. We're just throwing ideas, things that have helped us. Give it a go. See if it helps you. Might not help someone else, but it might help you. And, like, it's just, it's just the mindset. It's like... Everyone is different. So have a crack, have a go, try things, experiment, find what works for you. Because what you'll notice, and it's still with these people that are currently challenger, they don't last because they don't get challenger in a sustainable way. There's a handful of players that constantly get challenger season in, season out due to their process mm. and, and like not talent. Mm. There's a handful of them, mm. barely any. Mm. Most players that I know that are challenger players, they get weeded out. At some point, they just either they go back to master tier and they stay master tier for a season or two. They go back to diamond for a season. It's very rare you get a consistent challenger player season in, season out, no matter the meta, and actually become a better player. Hmm. I mean, even pro players. I mean, they drop off the they face drop of off the all earth. the time. Yeah. You find you know? them in diamond and stuff these days. So, like, just be just be open minded. There is no. You know, these are just Nathan and I's take. You know, these are just tips we're giving you that work for us. If they don't work for you, that's okay. Fine. Play around with it. You know, be open-minded. Understand your journey is different to everyone else. That's why you can't compare yourself. Comparing yourself to anyone else doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. I have a story going back to the curiosity thing because you reminded me because you talked about Halo mm. players, right? So, Malos is a super famous jungler for the way he plays the game. Super herbivore. Um, full clear Malice. Oh, Malice, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he's an Eve player, right? And a yep. lot of my Eve salty people look up to him, right? Yeah, sure. Lots to learn from him, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and he has this, 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 uh, um, it was, it was Ishan, right? So, you know, the, my, you know, I talk about him a lot, the yep. gold to master player in a year. Yep. Um, he goes like, 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 Nathan, I need you to take a look at this game because, you know, like if, if I swear to God, if Malice was telling me this, he would say just full clear and ignore your team, right? So I'm like, okay, so let's just look at a couple of games, right? And let's just, let's just in the review process, let's look at some alternative options, okay? So, so what he did, because what he was struggling with is he saw something that was going to happen, super obvious, right? Like a gank on that side, a dive, like he had a Nasus that was obviously going to get dived. If he's the full clear, they're going to die. But if he does like a four camp, like blue, gromp, wolves, red, yep. he's in a position to counter, counter gank. gank. Maybe get a kill. 
get a kill, like, you know, like, would you agree that's like a probably a bigger lead? Like you're helping your teammates, you're shutting them down, you're getting more golden experience, and you can just go back to your camps again, yep. right? You're on the same side anyway. And he's, and, he, and he's seeing this situation and he's getting a pretty big hit rate in terms of like, if he did this, it would have worked. It would have mm, worked. Mm. And said, all right, Ishan, you know, I know that because what he battles with is like, if Malice would just be roasting me if I'm ditching my camps because he full clears every game, right? No matter what, just leaves his teammates, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you know, that's fine. And again, he's, he's a world-class, one of the best E players in the world, right? That's what he does. But how about you just try to do this? And he, we, and then he did it the next game. And then he just predicted it. Bam, counter gank, double kill. Bam, huge lead. Then he goes back to his camps. Like, again, that's a curiosity and a question. And like what I was trying to do in the review process, like, yeah, he does this. Hmm. But when you see something so obvious, why not ditch your camps? You know, like that's just the way that I, that I view the game, right? And, you know, like Malice is obviously a much better player than me. And like, but, but it works, but it actually has been working for him, you know? And, and that's the curiosity you want. It's like, mm. you know, this player, this challenger player does it this way, mm. but, but what happens if I try this, you know? And, and again, he, and that's the thing he was battling with. It's like, he knows he could skip camps and win the game, but he just had Malice in his head saying, full clear, full clear, full right, clear. Right, right. It's an interesting one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look... <clears throat> yeah, it's hmm, how do I frame this one? Um Well look, at the end of the day, you know, there's just differing interpretations. Yeah, you're spot on. There's different interpretations of the game, you know, and um I would say that, you know, you would tr- if you were unsure, I would try both and see what works. That's what exactly what I said. Like, Bo- look, try both. Results is what matters at the end mm. of the day. Like you mm. can talk all you want, but if this gets more results and look it he might find malice might find that in his games that doesn't happen as often maybe exactly like in a right. higher reload junglers won't do that dive when they know he's full clear he's gone he's passing top passing, side they would, maybe they yeah. wouldn't make that play yeah. and malice has probably had negative experiences with that in the past where he's wasted time and he knows that they would never dive and they're just wasting his time or you know so in a way maybe malice the way he coaches is like he knows that 95% of the time is not going to work for him. For him, yeah. And so he just does a cookie cutter like statement over the top. Mm. And, and that would actually give people a lot of results, you know. So I could maybe understand where Malice is coming of from course. giving that advice. So, yeah, I mean, once you start to get to Master Plus, you got to have your own mind. Niall gave me a really nice analogy. He said, um, so this is kind of his recent breakthrough. So he, he, he views, like, I'll use his analogy, even though I don't understand it fully, but it's like mathematics where... You start with like, when you start out in school in maths, you do like addition and subtraction. And he, he equated that to be like just the fundamentals of mid lane. Then he says you go to like multiplication and like division is a little bit trickier. And yeah. that goes to like, um, like champ identity, understanding your champ's identity. And then you go to like basic um, algebra. And then, and that's um, like understanding your matchups. Like starting to get detailed about matchups. And then he, you go to like a bit of like bit like calculus and stuff, and that's um, he said that's like that's starting to understand resets like win conditions, win no conditions. like win conditions okay. and think about the map holistically yep. a little bit. And then the final step, the fifth one, and which is like what you need to start to focus on, like master plus is like it's like advanced calculus, whatever is then um, creativity, and creativity is the final piece of the puzzle because. At master tier, everyone knows the fundamentals or should. Everyone has decent champ identity understanding. Everyone knows their matchups and everyone really like 
most of the time understands like how to win a game, like like win conditions. They understand who's strong, like strong side, weak side, that sort of thing. Now, when everyone's on an even playing field, know that the final factor, in a way, the biggest differentiating factor is creativity. That's where creativity comes into play. So there's differing interpretations of how you win a game and how you kill a nexus based off you, the way you play your champ. And, and the, way, the adaption, the, this is what's happening in the game, right? Yeah, just creativity, creativity is based on what's happening in the game. Creativity is based on what happens in the game. You might find a weird roam that you never would have done just based off what you see in that moment. So, Or like a weird counter gank. That Here's a weird situation. I had a review the other day where um, he, he he was like doing some weird path to try and avoid graves getting invaded. And he was like a little bit of minions off level four, but graves was around. I said, Take those little small wolves. Don't waste your time getting the big wolf. Get level four and then go just give the wolf and go right, level yeah, four and yeah, go yeah. gank bot. Yeah. That's such a unique so creative situation, never happened, right? You know? Never I've never ever yeah, said that in a review, yeah, but it's like yeah. but the fundamentals are there. Get level four. Don't waste your time trying to fight Graves yeah, who's stronger. But you can't skip the fundamentals. No, like you can't. you've got to go through all the four stages before yeah. that point. Like you're not you shouldn't even be thinking about creativity. Like talking, we're talking about that malice thing again. You shouldn't really be thinking about skipping camps and stuff before you understand like your champ's identity, why you're doing what you're doing, how to actually clear your camps, like all that shit, and like actually panning your camera. Like do that first, and then get to the creativity. And and Niall said like he notices a lot of people they skip all the other steps and they try to be creative and like, but no, just like as long as you identify the basic win conditions and you've got your champ identity and your matchups and your fundamentals, the rest will kind of like fall into place. That will get you to a good level, you know? And I like that. It's an interesting... I like that. It's though, an interesting yeah. way of viewing the game. Yeah. Something I need to kind of think about. Sounds more, like Niall's got the formula to challenge a dude. Mid-line, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's got it all down. He's already master tier. Like, yeah. it took him ages to get to master tier last season. He's already master, yeah. like 100 LP. Yeah. So he's on the right track, man. His goal is challenger this season. Great. Anything on the list? All right, uh, so we, I mean, we've covered a lot. Understanding improvement, talking about it's not linear. Yeah, I, I dabbled that. that earlier on. It's, it's not going to be like a, a step-by-step, you know, you play one game, you set this learning objective, you get better at that, and then you get LP. No, like you have to connect multiple things together sometimes. Like the analogy I use was like, um, like one plus one equals three. You know, like it's not, you don't just add this together with this and then you get this result. It can be greater than the sum of the parts because all, all concepts in league are interconnected. Mm. There's no such thing. And in a way, LS put it really nicely in one of his videos. He said, um, there's no such thing as being a good laner and a bad skirmisher with a lot of champs. If you're a good laner and you understand how to take good quality trades, you understand like baiting out abilities and stuff that will flow in automatically to skirmishing. It's interconnected automatically because your understanding of the champ's identity is really good. So like concepts like that, right? Mm. It's, you wouldn't imagine it to be like that. Mm. I mean, I've had many students in, in Soltu. They was, were stuck at a rank for a while and then, you know, all the fun, and then it just clicks and then, psh, yep. You know, but that's not even linear. It's like, you would see their graph like, Plateau, plat four, plat four, plat four, plat four, plat one. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. And then plat one, plat one, plat one, plat one, like D2. I mean, that was like Ishan's journey, yeah. you know? So, stuck at a rank. Did we talk about that? Like being stuck for a long period of time? How you, the conversation, how you're going to respond to that? I guess that ties in a lot of the things we've talked about. Yeah. Focusing on getting the details, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think we've kind of covered that one. Self-talk. Okay. Language, friendship groups. Yeah, we should kind of do a bit of a rundown quickly. You know, you are who you surround yourself with, essentially. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're with a bunch of friends that... I mean, I had one, someone in Soul 2 where he said, like, he joined Soul 2 because he wanted to sort of join a more 
like-minded group of people that want to improve because none of his friends understand why you would want to get good at league. Right, yeah. And like, they don't view it as a challenge, it's just a game, right? Yeah, yeah. And he realized he needed to disconnect himself, not like ditch him as friends, but find another group to sort of like help him feed him the right information all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you have that group of friends, like, you know, like if you join the Discord and you, you know, you'll start talking about you know, you're ranked and getting the details, it's going to tune out, you know? It's like, you're not going to work with that, so... Well, you can't, if you're playing with a friend as well and, and then, you know, they they die to a level three gank and you say, yeah, like, this was kind of end of review here, they'll be like, what are you talking about? You know, they, yeah. wouldn't, they don't get it. No, they don't get they it. They don't get it. And if you have people around you saying it's okay to die to a level three gank, <laughs> you know, that's going to rub off on you. Yes, it is. Over the long run. Big time. Um, but yeah, the self-talk's a big one, you know, who how you talk to yourself, like... I mean, you've got to be your biggest fan and your, was it your harshest critic and your biggest fan, which is a very difficult balance. Um, Again, this is why the process is so important because when you start being like negative stuff, you can always say, well, I'm doing a consistent process that I'm refining. That's the foundation. That's why it's so important. Or the analogy that I envision during this journey is, is like one of those ancient Greek or Roman sculptures. And all we're doing is like, you start off with a big chunk of like a, big chunk Clay. of like block like yeah. a stone granite yeah. marble block yep. and then you know we're just chipping away with a hammer and a chisel chip 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 and the higher really you get we're starting to now see the shape of it when you're smoothing the edges just over time and then increments and that actually makes a lot i love that analogy because mm. it actually makes sense because when you're starting out you're going to make a lot of improvement at the start because you get you just get these huge chunks you out of the huge way. chunks that's right i and like that you get a lot. The shape, yeah. you see the basic shape but then the smoothing on, like the way that i view that is like a platinum player who's really sloppy with their ganks right and yeah you're just like smoothing in that edge it's just like one fundamental yeah but you're, one area you're, you're sitting one area. there you know you got to work on it for ages yeah. yeah 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 well i view it more you don't even start smoothing into a master plus honestly like I've viewed like it's still rigid edges. Yeah, it's still saying. rigid okay, everywhere true. in yeah. my opinion until like D two. Like, yeah, you're it's still right. rigid everywhere, yeah. and then like D two maybe plus like you start to smooth edges. I would. say. I like that. Yeah, I get. Well, that's the phase that I'm in for my gameplay. I need to smooth Just smooth edges. Yeah, my edges are pretty rough right now. You know, I had someone message me saying, um, like, someone asked me about your your coaching. I said, yeah, like Nathan's a good coach, and mm. then but he said, but I beat him in solo queue. I said, well, um, well he's a better coach than he is a player. <laughs> and it's interesting because yeah. like, you're like, I don't know how to articulate it, but yeah. uh, it's like a big tangent, but you, you know what you got to do. That's right. Like your decision making is really good mm. most of the time, mm. but your execution of the plays is off. Yeah. So in a way that's like smoothing. Like it's like, you, you got the right idea. You know exactly what you got to do, but it's just like that one little detail that prevents you from executing. You know what I mean? Especially the champs that I play as well. Yeah, that's that and that, that's the thing. Like a lot of people in Osoloki hate me because my games will look very coin flip well, compared to kind some of, other players. You go for the play that is correct, even if it's hard to execute. execute. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you know, because I play at least in Rexai. If these champs get behind, yeah, you know, I'm versus a Diana or a Talon or something. The it's game's over. The game's over. You know, yeah, and, and really yeah, hard. I am technically the, the the blame of the game. It's true. But you got to play like that yeah. to play those champs. You can't That's play right. like yeah. a bitch. So, so it's very easy to construe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that I'm just bad at. When the it's game. easy to, if someone could beat you in a really like, like the way I frame it is that you're playing to win, right? They're playing not to lose. Mm. So if you kind of mess up and then you could just give them the win, yep. but they didn't really earn the win. Like you kind of gave it to them. So it's like it's really easy to beat someone like that. That's right. But that only works up until the point. Like yeah. that person will get capped out inevitably around low master. 
and then whereas someone who's really f- refined their ability to win a game, they can re- the sky's a limit. You know, there's no there's no cap because mm. they know how to kill a nexus. Mm. I mean, I was versing. I had a game where I was versing. Uh, why not Kiana? Um, perfectly decision making. Invade his blue buff. He was on the blue buff. I had a Thresh, they had like a Jhana or something like that, you know, and then, you know, he's on the blue buff and I flash over the blue and then Miska the Cocoon and then we all die and the game's yeah. literally over 100% there, right? You know, especially it's against hard, someone yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah. the, but I would look like a bronze player in that situation, wouldn't I? Yeah, but if you hit it, you look like a, a beast. Yeah, that's right. You know? You kill their jungler, it's like... Take shoot, their blue and then I just blue. track and then I just match him the rest of the game. This game, yeah. Yeah, it's just one little thing. One little thing. And that's where I'm at with my gameplay at the moment. I just need to keep chipping away. If I show on the map once, if I fail a gank, yep. uh, like the way that I play the game. And, and that's sort of what I'm doing as well. Like, I was talking to Charlie yesterday. He's like, you know, because mm. like champs like Diner and stuff, they're picking up, you know, yeah. like, and they're, you know, stable, you know, scale up. It's like, you know, why are you not playing these champions? Like, I'm just going to, I'm just making the journey fucking hard for myself, yeah. you know? Yeah. And But I would like to play that game that way. I just love it. I feel know? like that's kind of is the game of League, though, at a jungle. Like, you kind of need to know to play that style. I think so, yeah. Like, to be a really you good jungler, to push it, to push the you can't push them out. Like, playing Diner and scaling, like, sure, you'll probably get more ELO right now, but you just, you're going to cap out again. I just feel like you... You can't, it's like, I view the mid lane perspective is like, you can't just play a scaling mid and like, you can play Vlad and Kassadin, but at mm. some point, and play, play to minimize, but at some point it's, you're going to get exposed, you know? I mean, I got to read the map, dude. Like if I miss one wave, if I misread one wave, I will lose the game, you know? Like I could also win the mm. game. Like, That's your mindset. Th- imagine that, that that's going to build over time. Like just the reading of the map. Yeah, and the, super sharp. You know? 100%. Because you're just forced. It's like you're, you're lifting heavy weights all the time, you know? You're building that strength. So moving on, I want to talk about um, uh, VOD reviewing. Very simple. Really actionable advice for VOD reviewing. Um, so how about we start with someone who never has VOD reviewed before? Doesn't VOD review. Because that's the, that's the standard league player. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. They need to learn how to VOD review because that we had to learn how to VOD review our yep. own games. Okay. What to look for, that sort of stuff. We'll give you one. This is one really... This is like the fundamental, this is the foundation of a good review. Or ex- we'll use a specific example, okay? Let's say you're playing Rexai Nathan. And um, you you think that bot is like gankable for whatever reason. We'll get into the details in a second. And you, um, you decide to kind of, instead of like, instead of continuing to like finish maybe like a camp or do your Krugs, you go, go bot. And you decide to like kind of go bot and go for that gank. And um, you go for that gank and um, it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. So in the review, obviously you're going to walk away from the game and think, fuck, that was pretty bad. Like that, like, like now I showed on the map and the jungler knows where I am, everyone knows where I am and I'm behind in tempo, whatever it might be. Now in the review, you know, you're going to go to that moment because you know, first of all, you've got to register that it's a painful experience or a negative thing that happened in the game. And the peop- what I say to people is, you should go to a moment where you either felt confused or you knew it just felt wrong or just like it's from a feeling perspective it felt wrong it didn't feel right or you felt confused of what to do in the moment so go to that moment Mm -hmm. now step number one you look at what you did and you look at what the outcome was of your given whatever that play was that failed gank what did my bot lane did i burn a summoner did i chunk him did my bot lane need pressure what did you get from that gank and then what you need to do is you need to look at, okay, well, what would the alternatives be to this play? Like, okay, if I, um, 
you know, what were the options? I mean, I could have full cleared, I could have invaded, I could have dove, I went to another lane, I could have just reset, went topside. Go through what the alternative would be in your mind really quickly. And then just play out the game and then see what happens if you did that. Play it out. Yeah, play it out. And then you'll be able to determine which one is best and why. And then and then you don't stop there. Then you go, well, what would be the variables or the signs in the game that would allow me to make that decision? So the, that's, that's how I read like uh, waves better. So let's say uh, my bot lane, the waves at their, like my, t- my team's tower, right? At, at the moment, the enemy waves at the tower. Okay. Um, and then like I would be, you know, chilling topside and then the next wave's coming and then suddenly they're pushed up and it's pushing back to their tower and then they get ganked and died. So then the, then the, then the way that I learned was like, okay, I need to identify when the next wave's coming, when the wave's bouncing back and I need to be there on be time. There on the bounce. On the bounce. Okay. And that's, and then, because what ha- kept happening on the reviews is they kept on dying before it crashes and the wave freezes and then my bot lane's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what kept, that was what kept happening. That's how I learned just by yeah. looking and it's like, oh, that's the sign that I'm looking for. And then you I need to be there. That. Yeah. Otherwise they're dead. Yeah, so the key is the visualization of the alternatives and deeming which one you think is best. Now, look, you might be confused and you might not even know what is the best alternative, right? But have a crack, you know, but it's again, it's the process of going through that visualization, thinking about what the alternatives might be. And then also you got to identify what the signs are in the game that would allow you to make that given decision. So if, if you deemed that full clearing was better... Well, what was it that would tell you in the game that you shouldn't have ganked? Was it because they're... Full you, resources. The full resources, the wave's not good, your bot lane has no gank set up. Enemy jungler's around. You think that, yeah, the enemy jungler's path there. Like, what is the sign? There always is a piece of information in the game that will tell you that. And then over time, what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to start to identify, well, well I'm actually constantly not assessing this variable. And that could be a learning objective. I need to look at wave stage. I need to track, track the enemy jungler. I need to look at the amount of gank setup in the lane has. I need to look at the wet, whatever it might be, how, he- how heavy trading they are. That is how you learn League of Legends. <coughs> All about visualization. Running through the alternative. Another word I have for alternative is missed opportunities. A lot of what you'll find in your games, the missed opportunities, especially the high elo you go, the mistakes are the missed opportunities. It's not just the deaths. Well, I would say from D2 on, uh, I'd say like master tier plus, it's not about mistakes. It's about missed opportunities. Mm. Uh, when you start off reviewing, again, we always say this, deaths, there's a lot of information in a death. Break that one down. So that's like the first most obvious baseline mistake. Yeah, it's a really good place to start, start. if you're confused. Yeah. Why am I dying? What are the trends in my deaths? There's very few reviews, just to add a heads up, guys, where there's good death. There is good deaths in League of Legends, deaths but I'll say exist, yeah. 5% of my reviews, there is deaths that are like, this is a good death, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. Anything else about the VOD review process? No, I think that's review? all good. All right, let's uh, do the the foundation. What is three blocking? What's the purpose of it? And we can talk about, you know, you mentioned two blocks before because I get asked all the time what three blocks is still. Yep, okay. So let's just clarify that. So, um, so three blocks is essentially... A three a, block process. Three block process is essentially a, um, a, ma- a matter of playing three games. So rather than... Because most, what most people do is they just go on the computer, press play, queue up and then just play until they feel tired. like they can't play anymore or feel like they, well, they, ended they run out of time or whatever it is. What was the question you asked to get to the three block process? How can I, 
how can I play my best? How many games can I play? Play my best League of Legends, or like how can I at a time? Yeah, how many games can I play? Play my best League of Legends. How can I maintain? How many games can I play with max intensity while reducing tilt? While reducing tilt. Well, what three blocks does? It's a it's a, the okay. Number one, it prevents loss streaks. It puts a, a, a you know it's like a you know those things in investing where it's like a what do they call it? like a stop something where it's like. When the stock drops at this certain thing, it will sell it automatically. Yeah. Right? So, like, it won't let it drop too far down. It's the same premise in league. You lose three, you're only going to lose three. You can't lose more than three. Yep. So, at max, you could lose, like, 50 LP, right? Versus losing 100 LP, potentially. Yeah, because you can just tilt you, right? Yep. And keep queuing until you lose nine in a row. Yep. Um, <coughs> uh, another one, uh, so another benefit is that because three blocks usually coincides with around a two hour period, I would say that most people with practice can focus to a very high level for two hours with with breaks in between, obviously, because it's three games. So I would say it's reasonable to assume that someone can do that and build up to that over time. Um, so it allows you to play with max intensity, essentially. Um, it also um, it, it adds structure to your day. Because you're like, okay, when I play, I know exactly how much I'm going to play and how long it's going to take. I'm going to go on. I'm going to play these three games. Remove distractions. Remove distractions. Because if you're just playing league all the time, you know, you're like saying to someone, like, let's say if someone's going to come in your room, you say to your your parents, your brother's like, I'm I'm just going to play league for this time. And they'll probably respect you for it. You know, you've actually got structure. It's like, I'm going to play this time and that's it. This is my league time. This is my league time. Add structure. And what that does, that forces you as well. That forces you to take it more seriously as well. Because if you like, mm. I'm only playing these three games, you're like, I'm not going to wait. I don't want to waste this time just yeah. on YouTube playing low intensity. That's what I find it does as yeah, well. Yeah, I've had people, we've had people write in, right? Saying three blocks was good for them because when they thought they could play all the time as much as they want, they disrespected the game a lot more. Yeah. And I would also say that, um, that uh, the other thing, two blocks is completely fine. If you are short for time or maybe you don't have the, like you're tired from work, you do your blocks after work and you're really exhausted. Two blocks are completely fine as well. I found that sometimes people even do two, two blocks. They do a two block, take a break to another two block. Or maybe they do one, two block a night. The premise is still the exact same. Four blocks can work as well. If you're, maybe you had like a really shitty 15 minute game where you had a troll and there's an AFK, it doesn't count. Like your intensity can still be high. Those do happen. So four blocks are completely fine as well. Um, if you play on Korea or something like that, you can play more than that because the the games are so fast and the queue times are instantaneous. So you can actually, like that we're still talking over two hours, you'd probably get five games in sometimes. So the premise still remains the same there. Um, is there anything else with three blocks? But, it, but the way it really does go is it goes, you know, rough pregame, ritual, walk, slash warm up into, um, into game, review, game, review, game, review. And then break for 32 minutes to an hour. I say at least an hour. At least ideally. an hour. And ideally, I mean, that's great to get out of your chair, get out of your room, get that headset off. I talk about my wireless headset. I feel like I'm trapped in the online world. <laughs> I, I, I open up my door and I just get some fresh oxygen. If it helps a lot. <laughs> There's a real world out there, guys. Yeah. It's not just the Summoner's Rift. Um, what I will say as well is um, I think that... Um, you're not going to have 100%. Like the first time you do three blocks, like I've had a lot of people say, I can only maintain intensity for like, like they've never actually played high intensity before. No, they don't know what it feels like. They yeah. don't know what it feels like. So yeah. a lot of them say, I'm exhausted after two. Like mm. they have to build up to three. Mm. 
because it's weird to play intense League of Legends for like a full 30 minute game using every lol state. Have intention with every Most every people decision. say to me, when I play like intense League, I can't play more than three. Mm. That's what they say to mm. me. So play around, find what works for you. Um, it's a it's a solid little thing that's worked for a lot of a lot of people. That's our our process. Champ mastery, why it's important? Why is it important to get really good at one champion, and why is that the best way we believe to learn the game? One, two champions, three champions, a short, a small pool, and focusing on champ mastery. Okay, we need an analogy for this one. Ideally. Um, I, I, I have a, have a lot in my arsenal, but I've just forgot them at the moment. Um, but essentially think of it like this. Okay. I'm going to use a very simple analogy. Imagine you are learning to drive a car for the first time. And at the start, you first get, jump into the car. It's, it's, it's a manual as well. You're shitting yourself. You got to do the clutch. You got to change gears. You got you got to look at your rearview mirrors. You got to control the steering wheel. Make sure you're not slamming your brakes on. Like there's just so much happening around you. Your mental stack is overwhelmed. You can't think about everything. You won't be able to like check your mirrors all the time because you're focusing on other things. Yeah, you're gonna miss things, right? Miss you're gonna miss, miss your surroundings. You can't. You're not gonna be aware of what's happening around you. So over time, as you put more time in that car and you practice and you practice and you practice, what you'll find is that your mental stack, how many things that you can actually occupy in your mind will, because these things that were taking up, say, 30% of your mental stack now only take up 5%. So they become muscle memory. Become muscle memory over time, right? So now I can look at my rearview mirrors. I can have the bloody radio on now. I can do whatever I want. I can have my hand out the bloody window. I can do whatever. I can look behind me, have a conversation, eat some McDonald's, some Maccas. <laughs> Not recommended. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So, But that, over time, you only get to that level of comfortability through putting in the hours of driving a car now the exact same is the thing with champ mastery when you play a champion you know at the start your mental stack is going to be overwhelmed because you're like well i don't know how to use my abilities i don't know how much it costs how much damage i do how much damage i can take um how do i even kill a nexus with this champion do i when do i spike how do i want to play fights like there's so much information embedded within how a champ wants to play a game mm. that you need, but like you need to really play a lot of the champ. So the more you play on a champion, the, the, the I guess your mental stack will get freed up more and more and more to think about the game holistically. So we're not just then thinking about how to play your champ. You're thinking about how to play the game. Think about how other people want to play their champ, how you play around with them in team fights, what they want to do with the wave. Reading yeah. the map is what I call it. Reading the map that when you have champ mastery, especially as a jungler, you don't need to think about you don't how need to, to play think about execution. execution. Execution becomes second. That's like, right. So it's muscle memory. And then it's just reading the map and then just executing. Well, this is actually what I say. Um, I talk about how uh, gold and plat are more about like knowing what your champion does really, really well. Mm -hmm. And as you start to get high plat diamond, now everyone knows how to play their champion, but now you've got to start to think about what other champs in the game do. That's right. So like you combine your champ with what other champs want to do to create win conditions. So it's one plus one, and you, then you've got to figure it out. I asked you the other day, Curtis, Vex without ult, what's it like? So just adding this to my intellectual, Curtis said, it's, what did you say to not me? Not a champ. It's not a champ. So then next in my next games, if Vex doesn't have ult before a dragon fight, that doesn't mean I don't have to take the dragon, but I'm, it's added into my computer, so, so my information. It's another information. Another like, okay, information. Vex is pretty useless right now. We should probably yeah, wait for the ult. Fight. Yeah. It's really hard, yeah. And that's game changer. Imagine me knowing that about my mid laner. Well, that's going to change your game plan. That's going to change my game plan, which also helps 
them that's as well it. because they know what you want and that's what great league of legends looks like well that's why also by the way um good pro players like like faker for example they're not the best on any champion but what makes them really good at the game is that they know what every champ does really well mm. like they they can be so creative in the game because they know what every champ does because you can't say that. leblanc's famous like yeah but it's not, none of his champs are really the best you okay like showmaker is is i mean chovy is way better at leblanc showmaker is way better at leblanc i mean back in the day i'm talking about right. i guess I mean, yeah he was now. really good at like what was he? he was known for his leblanc he's really good at what was he good at faker zed galio his champ master on galio can we play five rise, games rise, rise? Very good. yeah um, so what are you talking about, Curtis? He's definitely very world class, the best. No, but in he's not. Something. But there's one tricks better than him at every one of his. Yeah, champs. that's true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not the best okay. at any champ. Yep. But pro players don't need to be the best at any champ. Yep. They 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 need to be a a master, not a master, like a very very high level of many many champs. Mm. That's the sacrifice. That's right. Because the meta changes all the time. Yeah, that's correct. That's but that that's why their game sense is so good. By the way. Yeah. Um. Alright, I guess the last thing here I have is learning objectives. Well, I think learning objectives, we've kind of covered that today. I mean, I think that the biggest, the most actionable thing is is um, go to a moment in the game. Trust your, I think a big thing, Nathan, is just feeling. Like you, trust your, like, listen to how you feel in a game. Feelings are a really good indicator of something's not right. Yeah. Like, if you feel as though this felt wrong or felt uncomfortable, you felt confused, that's a moment to go to and then and then reverse engineer. Like, go backwards from that moment to see what the hell happened up until that point. Like, there's a fight and you're late to it. What the fuck happened? There's a dragon and you lost that fight. Why did you lose that fight? Was your positioning bad? There's always, like, something that happened before that moment that contributed to that play or what you could have done. You could have done something better. And then ideally with learning objectives, you're seeing the, and we said this at the very beginning, you're seeing a pattern or a trend. There's a recurring theme or problem that needs to be addressed. That's where learning objectives come into play. Learning objectives usually want to be fundamentals, like learning objectives are commonly set, jungle tracking, quality of ganks, identifying what's a good gank, what's a bad gank. That's a major, major one for jungle. Starting and gold. with the first ten minutes. Yep. Like I would, if, if you're unsure, I would start with the first ten minutes and laser focus on the first yep, ten minutes. That's right. That's that's the most important bit. Um, that's a lot. It's a good recap, Nathan. Is that a good recap? It's a lot Compared of good, to our last one. Great stuff. A lot of great stuff. So hopefully everyone, that's great foundation for everyone. For uh, have a refresher, a refresher. I mean, I have a lot of people that were talking. They revisited the season eleven ranked guide a lot during the season just to get them back to focus. So yeah. you know, if you need to, if you're, if you're, it's very easy to get off track in League of Legends. You know, I mean, look at it easy for me. I know all this stuff when I went off track in, in the start of the season, <laughs> day, a day, in. <laughs> a day, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, now I'm back to my process, back yeah. to the schedule, back to the gym, all that sort of stuff. And we'll see where we are, how we go for the season. Yep. Excellent. And, and get excited about it, guys. Like, you know, the most thing is you got to enjoy the game. you got to love the game. Have fun. You can't, if you're sitting there and everything's painful, the process, like, yeah, there is some discipline in the process that you have to build up, but you've got to love the game. Like, and the game's a great game. Well, the fun, sh- it, it, the fun comes from the satisfaction of knowing that you've put in the effort. It's, it's a, the process is the fun bit, you know, it's playing beautiful Leg- League of Legends is fun. You know, that's what it's about. 
that feeling that you get after the game where you know you've put in 100% effort. Yeah. You absolutely just did you your dominated. job, dominated the opponent. You, you just... Or you won a game that you know that you, a previous version of yourself well, wouldn't would win. Always, yes. I, I want to end yeah. this. I want to end this with one last thing. Mm. Um, mm. Tying back to the belief, you know, a common one is saying, Curtis, like, how do I get myself to believe if I've never been to that rank before? That's a common question, mm. right? The advice that Daniel said in my MLA said um, he wanted to share this message. Think about a gold player that got to platinum for the first time, right? Say they got to platinum, and now they're platinum, and they're trying to get to diamond. When they first got to platinum, like that was really hard for them. Like to get to platinum for the first time, it's it's a really really big achievement. Like they had to obviously put in the work, champ mastery, three block, whatever. You know, you never thought when they first did that gold. Like when you first before you even started that process, you probably never would have even thought that you would get to platinum. But in a way, you've proven to yourself that you can do something that is really difficult. So when you're thinking from getting from platinum to diamond, all you just think back to what it was like to go, to from, go from gold, gold to, to platinum. platinum. Yeah, it's equally as hard. It's equally as hard. It's all relative. Yeah. You've done that. You've done the same thing. Mm. So all you got to do is repeat that. It's like that's where the belief should come from. If you've done that in the past, you're fortunate enough to have done that in the past to achieve some goal. It's just a matter of doing it the exact same. Doing it again. Doing it again. Cool. Does that make sense? Great message. Thank you. Is it Daniel? Thank you, Daniel. Daniel, yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of our ranked guide, everyone. No mailbag today. Um, write in your questions for mailbag for our next episode. Yep. 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 About, you know, questions you want from this episode. You have extra questions. Maybe we didn't cover everything. You want to know more about the three block process or dealing with tilt, all that sort of stuff. Um, yep. That's it. And I'm not going to say good luck because people don't need luck. There's no luck There's involved. no luck involved right so have fun and then um continue on all right we'll see you guys next time